0: tons to get to I hope you'll stick with us all three hours I'll be here and I will also be on Hannity tonight 3, 9.30 9.30pm Eastern Time 6.30pm Pacific I hope you'll be there I'm all geared up ready to roll NBC News Hunter Biden's legal work in Romania raises new questions about his overseas dealings wow what? In the final year of the Obama administration, this just came out, an American lawyer traveled to Romania to meet with a businessman accused of orchestrating a corrupt land deal. The businessman was Gabriel Puyuyu Yabadaba, a wealthy Romanian real estate tycoon. The lawyer brought in to advise him was Hunter Biden, the final year of the Obama administration the son of then-Vice President Joe Biden. See, a lot of corrupt regimes and companies like old Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's work for Yabba Dabba in 2016 went unreported at the time, but Joe Biden's involvement in Romania was very much public. The Vice President was among the leading voices pushing the government to crack down on corruption. There's no evidence that Hunter or his father acted improperly or violated any laws. How come they never say that when it comes to Trump and his family, by the way? But the arrangement, government ethics experts say, raises concerns that Hunter Biden was used as a prop by Yabba Dabba in his effort to dodge criminal prosecution. Remember, this Yabba Dabba is a wealthy Romanian real estate tycoon. We don't know what Hunter Biden was paid or what he was paid for But it does raise questions of whether this Romanian individual facing criminal charges was actually paying for a connection to the American vice president, said Kathleen Clark, a Washington University law professor who specializes in government ethics. Hunter Biden's work overseas, primarily in the Ukraine and China, has become a subject of the presidential campaign through the efforts of Trump and his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to portray the international dealings as corrupt. I'm just reading what's written. In July, Trump urged the Ukrainian president to launch an investigation of Biden related to his son's work for Ukraine gas company, according to a White House notes on the call, triggering the impeachment inquiry underway in the House. That's not exactly what happened. It's certainly not exactly the way it happened, but we'll move on. Last week, Hunter Biden announced he will step down from the board of a Chinese investment company that jo- he joined in October 2017. And in an interview with ABC News released last Tuesday, he acknowledged showing poor judgment, but denied any ethical lapses in taking a position on the board of Burisma, gas company in Ukraine at a time when his father was leading American policy in the country. Hunter Biden's activities related to Romania have gotten far less attention. Now they'll get more since I'm reading this on the air. You'll have the backbenchers and talk radio, big and small saying, like I said. Anyway, let's go on. The case against Yabadaba was set in motion in 2005 when a businessman lodged a criminal complaint against him and the rector of a Romanian university relating to the sale of 550 acre plot of land near Bucharest, according to documents from the European Court of Human Rights. The businessman claimed that Yabadaba had purchased the land for significantly less money than it was actually worth. And the businessman alleged the plot wasn't the property of the University of Agronomy, but was instead owned by the Romanian government, according to the documents. Romanian prosecutors initially declined to investigate, citing a lack of evidence. But in July 2008, the country's National Anti-Corruption Protection Service took over the case. The university rector was charged in March 2009 with abusing his position, and yabba-dabba, the real estate tycoon was charged with complicity and abuse of position, the document showed. Two months later, Yabedaba was hit with a bribery charge. Yabedaba was convicted in 2016 but launched an appeal. He assembled a high profile legal team to fight the conviction, which included former FBI director Louis Free, according to a release from Free's firm. That same year, Hunter Biden traveled to Romania to assist Yabadaba, according to two people familiar with the matter. And the New York Times was the first to report on the younger Biden's involvement in Yabba Dabba's case. Of course, they've dropped it altogether. At the time he was brought in, Hunter Biden was performing work for the law firm Boy Schiller Flexner LLP, where he was of counsel. The firm didn't respond to request for comment. Romania was by then a familiar place to the Biden family. A close friend and former staffer of Joe Biden, Mark Gittenstein, Held the position of U.S. ambassador to Romania from August 2009 to September, excuse me, to December 2012. In March 2012, Hunter's brother Beau was asked to do the ribbon cutting at the new U.S. embassy in Bucharest. Vice President Biden visited Romania in 2014 and delivered a forceful speech against graft. Corruption is a cancer, a cancer that eats away the citizens' faith in democracy. He said, "Corruption is just another form of tyranny." It's unclear how much assistance Hunter Biden provided in Yabadaba's case. The Romanian real estate tycoon's bid to overturn his conviction ultimately failed. He was sentenced to seven years in prison in August 2017, according to a press release from Free's firm. Romanian police officers showed up at Yabadaba's home to take him in custody on August 2nd, but he was nowhere to be found and soon declared a fugitive, according to a news site. Yabba Dabba was arrested in London days later. Freak continued working on his behalf. Last year he tapped Giuliani, his longtime friend, to assist in his Romanian work. Now the hiring creator would appears in hindsight strange bedfellows. Giuliani, who's been the loudest critic of Hunter Biden's work in Ukraine, was working on the same side of the younger Biden in Romania, although he was working with Louis Free, he may not have known anything about Biden. When NBC News asked Giuliani to elaborate on his claims about Hunter Biden relating to Romania, he offered a terse response. I only know rumors about it. Yabba Dabba, who's still in London, is fighting extradition to Romania, according to U.K. officials. His lawyer did not return a request for comment. Robert Weissman, president of Public Citizen, of course, they called a non-profit government watchdog group. Of course, it's a leftist group, but that's okay. Said that it's hard to avoid the conclusion that Hunter Biden secured his overseas positions because of his name. But Weissman said his conduct pales in comparison to the Trump family, and there you go. So it's suddenly about the Trumps, even though we're talking about Romania and Hunter Biden. The issues raised by Hunter Biden are orders of magnitude less corrosive, they said. Yeah, right. Anyway, Hunter Biden was very busy in Ukraine, in China, in Romania. Of course, the attack on the end on Trump is... They're hoping they won't use this against Biden, but they should. So he was paid again by a foreign government because of his expertise in the criminal law process in Romania, I suppose. He hasn't received any subpoenas to testify. None. You would think the Senate Intelligence Committee might have an interest, but Richard Burr, he's not interested at all. He's now uh, checked into a nursing home, I think. He's more concerned about appeasing Mark Warner, the ranking hack left-wing Democrat on that committee, than he is in actually doing anything. Richard Burr, does he even show up at the Capitol building? You know, he's a real professional. He's bipartisan, not like Devin Nunes. Does anybody even know what Richard Burr's voice sounds like? We'll be issuing a report quite soon. Probably 2024. Guy's not running for re-election either. So I guess he's independent from everything. But there's Biden's uh, son, Hunter, at it again in Romania. Let's see how the rest of the media follow up. I'm sure the constipated news network, CNN, will be all over this. Jake Tapper, who's busy running away uh, from uh, O'Keefe, over there Project Veritas. Uh, Check with the PR people. Well, we've called them 75 times. I, I can't answer your question about whether my producer was sexually harassing people or not. I'm busy, you know. Trump's a liar. Impeach Trump. I'm very busy. I posted that, by the way, on my sites. Hunter Biden. No, 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 you don't understand, Mark. We have to investigate Trump. Even though we have no evidence of anything, we've got to go after Trump. Quid pro quo, obstruction of justice, collusion. What else? What else can we think of anything else? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Welcome to Hillsdale. Lindsey Graham at a press conference today. Got to give him kudos. He's making an effort here, despite the fact that some Republicans are peeling off pathetic. A resolution where they want to condemn the House of Representatives process. Remember what I keep saying, the Senate is the body that can police and check what the House of Representatives is doing. That's how the Constitution is set up, and that's what the framers said, according to Madison's notes. So let's begin. Lindsey Graham today, cut one, go. In
2: 2019, Congressman Al Green wanted to open up an impeachment inquiry, which is the right way to do it, by the way. Uh, 137 Democrats voted with the GOP against impeaching President Trump. Not one Republican for an inquiry. And what's happened is that the attempt to open up an inquiry of impeachment against President Trump failed miserably so they've created a new process that I think is very dangerous for the country. Instead of the judiciary looking at a potential impeachable offense, they've created a process in the Intel communi- uh, Committee that's behind closed doors, doesn't provide uh, access uh, to the president's accuser, shuts Republicans out for uh, all practical purposes, and is a unworthy substitute for the way you need to do it, is at its core un-American.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is as its core on American. Cut to go.
2: The process in the House today, I think, is danger to the future of the presidency. Because if you can drive down a president's poll numbers by having proceedings where you selectively leak information, where the president, uh, who's the subject of all this, is pretty much shut out, God help future presidents. I've got 41 co-sponsors on the Republican side and climbing. And here's the request. If you believe you have a case against the president, vote to open up an inquiry, allow Republicans to have a say, uh, make sure the president is allowed to participate in a meaningful manner like we did in the past, that's the way to do it. What you're doing today, in my view, is unfair to the president and is dangerous to the presidency And I think 41 Republican senators and growing is a strong signal to our House colleagues that you're off script here. There's a way to do it, a right way and a wrong way, and you've chosen the wrong way.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Everything we've said here, that he has the guts to push a resolution, and 41 Republicans so far. Where's the other 12? We'll try and track that down at some point. Cut three, go.
3: If the Senate had tried to interfere with the House impeachment process back in the '90s
0: under Clinton, how would you have reacted? I think if we were all right, let's the- stop a second. How would you react? you know, Bill Clinton was accused of eleven felonies—eleven specific. Criminal code violations, including obstruction and perjury, and supporting perjury. Did you know this, Mr. Producer? Yes. As the Independent Counsel Act compelled the Independent Counsel to write a report in the state, state the crimes that he or she found, Kenneth Starr and his folks found eleven, eleven felonies, federal, criminal, felonies and yet they still opened up the process to the democrats
2: go ahead You'd be beating the out of us i think if a republican were doing to a democrat what we're doing you would be all over me and i think it says a lot about people in your business with all due respect i am confident that if we had an intel committee inquiry involving a Democratic president where we selectively leak stuff, you'd be calling us every kind of bad name and we would deserve it. So what I am saying is there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it, and this is a dangerous way to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now hear an amen. Amen. Lindsay wasn't done. Lindsay. Cut four, go.
2: You said this is a secret and illegitimate process. That's my that? view. And so what do you say to So stop.
0: Arguments? You say it. Shouldn't the media say it? Are the media allowed in these meetings? Are the media allowed in these meetings? Are the media allowed to get access to the transcripts? I'm not talking about these selected cherry-picked leaks by Schiff and the gang. No, they're not. And the media don't have any problem with it whatsoever. Why? Because they hate Trump. Why? Because the media are pushing the impeachment narrative, and they always have. Why? Because if you have the whole transcript, they can't control the message. Oh. Go ahead. You say this is a secret and
4: illegitimate process? What do That's you my view. And so what do you say to the argument that 47 of your Republican House colleagues who serve on these committees committees, they have the right me, to be in?
0: Let me take a swipe at this before Lindsay does. 47 have a right to be there. Wow. What about all the other Republicans and Democrats, for that matter, who want to know what's going on? Even more, what about the American people who want to know what's going on? This is our country. It's our Constitution. This is our president. We elected him. These are our members of Congress. Unfortunately, we elected some of them. In other words, the process is for you and me, the citizenry. And it's amazing here. This is a reporter. Well, you got 47 House Republicans. They have a right to be there. What's the problem? But you don't have a right to be there, Mr. Reporter. Well, I don't really want to be there. You know, Adam Schiff's handing us this stuff. We just run with the headlines. William Taylor says X. Who the hell's William Taylor? I don't know, but my God. He served 412 years in the Civil Service. You can't question him. He went to West Point. You can't question him. No. William Taylor? Oh, William Taylor. You mean Bill? Yes, Bill. Bill. Well then, can't question Bill. No, we can't question Bill. We'd like to. We'd like to question the whistleblower, but we don't know who that is. Maybe it's anonymous writing a book for all I know. Much more. I shall return.
5: Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at
0: 877-381-3811. We have the list of 46 Republican senators who have signed the resolution sponsored by uh, Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, I might add. And I will read you their names. And I don't see Susan Collins on there. I don't see Lisa Murkowski on there. I don't see Mitt Romney on there. I don't see Corey Gardner. Isn't that his name? On there. There's got to be another one or two that I don't see on there. Just doing this quickly. So who is signed? Graham. McConnell. Grassley. Thune. Blunt. Shelby. Inhofe. Roberts. Crapo, Cornyn, Burr, Barrasso, Wicker, Reich, Boosman, Moran, Toomey, Rubio, Paul, Hoven, Lee, Johnson, Scott of South Carolina, Fisher, Cruz, Capito, Cassidy, Langford, Cotton, Danes, Purdue, Ernst, Tillis, Rounds, Sass, Young, Kennedy, Hyde Smith, Blackburn, Kramer, McSally, Braun, Hawley, Scott of Florida, Portman of Ohio, Sullivan, Alaska. That's 46. Four that I don't see, Susan Collins, Lisa Mikowski, Mitt Romney, and Cory Gardner. And there might, there's got to be a couple others that we'll figure out, Mr. Producer, correct? We're looking. We'll figure it out. Uh, off the top of my head, you know, I can't, can't remember all the geniuses there in the United States Senate, unfortunately. But that's a pretty good... Uh, effort there because uh, they really need most of the Republicans but you can see Collins Murkowski, Romney, Gardner there may be others Uh, this is a problem but 46 Republicans so far clearly they're not going to get the supermajority vote to remove the President of the United States and they're not going to find anything it's just a matter of how they write this stuff up it's a matter of how they write this stuff up quite frankly now I want the uh, the Congress to investigate Elizabeth Warren Because she's involved in a quid pro quo. And we played it the other day. Quote, right now Netanyahu says he's going to take Israel in a direction of increasing settlements. But that does not move us in the direction of a two-state solution, Warren said. It is the official policy of the United States of America to support a two-state solution. And if Israel's moving in the opposite direction, then everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. All right. That's a quid pro quo. You will find scores of such quid pro quos, quids and quos, in legislation on foreign aid, National Defense Act, by members of Congress. Quids and quos up the yazoo. And of course, the biggest one is Joe Biden. Now, back on May 1, 2019, the New York Times wrote about this, Ken Vogel again, and they had a very different notion of what was taking place. Here's what they said. It was a foreign policy role Joe Biden enthusiastically embraced during his vice presidency, browbeating Ukraine's notoriously corrupt government to clean up its act. And one of his most memorable performances came on a trip to Kiev in March 2016, when he threatened to withhold $1 billion and U.S. loan guarantees if Ukraine's leaders did not dismiss the country's top prosecutor, who'd been accused of turning a blind eye to corruption in his own office, and among the political elite. And the pressure campaign worked. The prosecutor general, long a targeted criticism from other Western nations and international leaders, was soon voted out by the Ukrainian parliament. Among those who had a st- listen to this, New York Times. Among those who had a stake in the outcome. Was Hunter Biden, Mr. Biden's younger son, stake in the outcome? Well, you can't prove that. This is the New York Times, who at the time was on the board of an energy company owned by a Ukrainian oligarch who'd been in the sights of the fired prosecutor general. Now that is a quid pro quo of monumental size, and shape, weight. You can't prove it, Mark. Let me prove it? It came out of his own big mouth. Prove what? Nothing to prove. And of course, as I pointed out some time ago, you know, this whole thing is bizarre. We have a special counsel who's investigating the interference of the Russians in our election. Everybody held him up as this great prophet until, of course, his testimony, and then everybody said, oh, uh, hey, what a knucklehead. But anyway... Uh, million spent to determine if Russia interfered in our election in any particular way. Aimed at attacking the President of the United States. And Mueller reached out to, I forget if it was 13 or 14 countries and involved them in his investigation. And three United States Senators, Menendez, Leahy, and Durbin, wrote a letter and pressured the general prosecutor of Ukraine, they better damn well help Mueller. How is that any different than what the president said, if he said it, to the Ukrainian president? Or to what the president said in the phone call? It's not in the least. It's not in the least. Now, there is no quid pro quo. And if you want to count the president saying the 2016 election, insisting that they investigate that, that is, give aid to our Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney looking into this, uh, that is not illegal, even if you believe it's a quid pro quo, period. As I said, we have all kinds of quid pro quos when it comes to foreign policy anyway, but that's not one. But that's not one. Was Robert Mueller involved in the quid pro quo when he was working with over a dozen countries? Of course not. Of course not. People are going to be watching very, very carefully, particularly at the United States Senate, how these guys conduct themselves and gals. How they conduct themselves. Because what's going to happen eventually to a guy like Mitt Romney and others is that people will primary them. And I can tell you now, this is one of those litmus tests. It's a big litmus test, because this is about protecting the impeachment clause of the Constitution and a legitimate election, which the left has been trying to overturn since before it actually occurred. With the 25th Amendment, that the president's mentally ill, with a criminal investigation that was phony from day one, then a post-criminal attack that he obstructed justice, that went nowhere. And now the claim of a quid pro quo, which means absolutely nothing. You mean you asked a foreign government for help? We always do. Against a political opponent? That's not what he did. He didn't go after him because he's a political opponent. He went after him because he's a former vice president who's corrupt. But he didn't even go after him. You might want to look into this.
6: Oh my God, don't look into it! Don't look into it!
0: Biden, no! No! Well, this kid with Romania now, and uh, Ukraine, and No! How dare you look into that? What do you think, he's Don Jr., or Ivanka, or Jared, or Eric, or whatever? No, 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 no. That's Hunter Biden. We cannot mess with the Bidens. They're above the law. Way, way above the law. In fact, let's go after the president... For daring to mention... Did he mention Biden's name? He did? We've never seen anything like this before. Never. Never in American history. We can't do this. What does he think he is? Ted Kennedy? Working with the Kremlin to defeat Ronald Reagan? Come on! We can't do this. When will the Republicans step up, one after another, and condemn their president? When will they they act like hosts... And guests and contributors to MSNBC and CNN. This is what we're looking for. Let's go back to the last clip of Lindsey Graham. Cut four, go.
2: You say this is a secret and illegitimate process. What do you That's say? my view. And
4: so what do you say to the argument that 47 of your Republican House colleagues who serve on these committees, committees they have the right to be in there?
2: It's not secret. It's not I, I, one party. I would, it's bipartisan. Yeah, I would say that if we pulled this stunt, you'd be eating us alive. Yeah, can I follow I, I, up? Well, let, let me finish and let me tell you why. How many people have asked He doesn't me
0: care. This? He's busy. He wants to follow up. He wants to follow up. Where are the uh, press associations and groups in this country demanding access to these committee proceedings? They, they're not even around. Donald Trump dared to kick Jim Acosta out of a press conference or out of his, his uh, press availabilities because Acosta, of course, is disrupting those events and those events are for the American people. Not Jimmy. Everybody, oh my God! My God, he's violating... The First Amendment and freedom of speech. President can't do that. Meanwhile, this committee, no press, no public. Okay. Republicans are pulling a stunt here. What, what do they need to know everything for? See the difference? Of course you do. Go ahead.
2: Statement. All I can say is if we had Rudy Giuliani's opening statement, And he said, I did nothing wrong. I doubt if you would accept that. So 47 Republican House members feel like it's not working for them. They feel like that uh, Volcker's testimony has been selectively released. Uh, Radcliffe's cross-examination of Taylor is not available to you. So the people that you just named are as upset as I am. And here's what I would say. There's a way to do it. Give President Trump... These rights that every other president, Nixon, Clinton, have had, and take a vote to allow the House to be on record authorizing this. This is a rogue action by a single committee of the House mm-hmm. that has never done impeachment inquiries before. And I think it's dangerous to the president. In the, in the case of- Those 47 don't agree with you. Yeah,
0: but, 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 wait a minute. Don't you remember in 1840? Hey, hey, don't you remember? Hey, hey, uh, Lindsay. here's the press. Fighting against freedom of the press. It's the most damnable thing I've ever seen. It's incredible, is it not? All right, the senators, one, two, three, four, five. The seven Republican senators who thus far have not signed on to this resolution. Romney, Collins, Enzi, Alexander, Isaacson, Murkowski, and Gardner. I'll be right back.
7: Mark Levin.
0: Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Let's see. Uh, Let's go to Amy. Colorado Springs, Colorado, XM Satellite. How are you, Amy?
3: Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, When when I heard that Cory Gardner had not signed that letter, I...
0: Resolution. Hasn't signed on to the resolution.
3: Resolution, yes. I'm sorry. Um, I emailed him right away, and I called his office, left a message, um, I have an app on my phone that keeps me in touch with my representative. Well, Cory
0: Gardner is going to make a uh, critical mistake, and he's going to lose his election. He's already double digits behind Hiff and Gooper Looper Duper. And uh, when you start to move left, when you start to abandon your base, when you start to abandon your principles, particularly the Constitution, then people who are thinking about voting for you are not going to vote for you. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly, and that's what I told him in, in my email and in my message that. He's not representing his constituency, um, that, you know, um, this is about the president's rights, basic rights. And, and, and two of
0: these people, Isaacson's not running for re-election. Alexander's not running for re-election. Enzi's not running for re-election. Enzi may come around and Isaacson, too. I don't know. But that's three out of the remaining one, two, three, four, five, who are not running for re-election. So don't give a damn what the constituents think. Yeah. And, Rom- and Romney, of course... Uh, He's not up for re-election in like five years, so he thinks the people of Utah are going to forget. He thinks it's so Republican that he can't lose. Collins figures that the people in Maine have no choice, that they're going to vote for her. I'm just very concerned. These people are up for a rude awakening, and we're going to lose the Senate. If they don't get behind this president, what's happening here is outrageous. Whether they like him or not is beside the point. These people are bastardizing our Constitution. They're turning the impeachment clause inside out. This isn't fair play of any sort, and they should absolutely sign on to this, period. There's no excuse for not signing on to this, quite frankly, unless you're a left-wing, kook, radical Democrat.
3: I completely agree with you, Mark, and I thank you for your hard work in letting us know um, what's going on. And, you know, I encourage everybody... (laughs) to contact their representatives and senators
0: and let them know. Well, most of the senators have been all right. It's Romney, Collins, Enzi, Alexander, Isaacson, Murkowski, and Gardner. Those are the ones right now. Mm -hmm. All right, Amy?
3: good Good old Pierre Delecto.
0: Pierre Delecto, a French Republican. Thank you for your call very much. Let us continue. Patricia, Shelbyville, Tennessee, Sirius Satellite. How are you? I'm well. I'm not so fine. Uh, I'm mad
8: as I can be at Alexander. Um, he, of course, he's retiring, so mm-hmm. he doesn't uh, come up for reelection.
0: Remember how he pretended to be Tea Party and everything the last time he ran?
8: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Him and his plaid shirt uh,
3: yes. and pickup truck. Yeah, well, uh, he wrote me an email, the most condescending, disgusting,
8: treating me like an absolute idiot, and my IQ is probably 10 or 20 points higher than his. No uh, question. Explaining the impeachment process to Hmm. me.
0: So basically a form letter, I'd bet. (laughs) I'm guaranteeing it's a form letter. And you're right. These rhinos think they're smarter than everybody else, like this clown Mitt Romney. Pierre Delecto. All right, Patricia, I got to run. That's what that music means. I'm sorry. Thank you very, very much for your call. Tennessee is more conservative than Lamar Alexander. Utah is more conservative than Mitt Romney. I can go right down this list here. I wouldn't vote for any of these guys if they don't step up and step up now. I'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Hour two. Our number 877 381 3811. 877 381 3811. Well, you know, that, uh, when the Republicans were storming the skiff and interrupted the impeachment inquiry, these are the headlines, of course. Wow, they looked very foolish. It's a stunt, don't you know? We talked about this last night. They keep calling it a stunt. That they stormed. They didn't look like they stormed, as we said yesterday. But you know, there's certain stunts, quote unquote, that the media actually like. You remember the media stunt by the Democrats on handgun control and their handgun control protests some time ago. Remember all that? Well, our friends at Grabian, it's a wonderful site, they put together a montage. And I want you to hear these reporters. Every one of them is a reporter. Every one of those were reported. The Democrats did this stunt. As I recall, Mr. Producer, was on the House floor. They sat down and they didn't leave. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen? John Lewis spoke. When he speaks, everybody listens. It's an extraordinary moment, according to the media. Unbelievable. Not a stunt. Well, it's not a stunt. This is important. Republicans walk into uh, the room where they're having secret... Now, that's a stunt. See, that one's a stunt. The other one's not a stunt. Why? Well, you know, because uh, that one's in the basement. The other one's over there. It's not a stunt. That's a stunt. That's not a stunt. Oh, okay. Boy, the media suck, don't they? Let's listen in. Cut five. Go
9: extraordinary sit-in on the House floor stretches into the early morning hours. Make no mistake, this was dramatic, like nothing we have ever seen before. Truly one of the most dramatic demonstrations on the House floor in modern American history. A protest like we've never seen before, but Democrats refused to back down. Others singing and
6: waving signs. Paul Ryan said that it was nothing but a publicity stunt. If that's the case, it's a damn good publicity stunt.
4: That historic sit-in showdown, stopping Congress,
1: in its tracks.
4: to win for now. This is such an extraordinary moment where they're tapping into the, the public frustration. Has this changed
10: the rules uh, of how they can actually get business done in the Capitol?
6: Uh, well, who said? Who said the revolution is not going to be televised, right? Were you surprised at how large this got? I mean, Kim Kardashian was tweeting about it.
10: Watching John Lewis, a man, uh, you know, who marched with Dr. King, played, a, played an integral role in, in race equality, and now you see him literally sitting with your colleagues on the the floor uh what does that image say to you
9: democrats in rebellion taking to social media to broadcast their message republicans oh, yes, in yes. retreat forced to go into recess cameras yes. showing the protest turned off wow
0: we've never seen anything like it unbelievable the democrats full-throated protest shutting down the house of representatives it's so exciting say the reporters celebratory. It's unbelievable. Never seen anything like it. My God. And the Republicans politely, civilly walk into the skiff. They storm the skiff like a mob. What are they, third graders? They must have violated House rules. How come nobody was arrested? We've never seen anything like this. A stunt. Another stunt by the Republicans. Can you believe it? Now this is by the press that has no interest in getting into the room and finding out what's going on. They're perfectly happy with being spoon-fed leaks by the Democrats. And whenever we want to get the lowdown on what's actually happening, we go to Jackie Spear, like they do at MSLSD. Jackie Spear, on her Republican colleagues. Cut six, Go. The
10: antics of our Republican colleagues who, frankly, um, acted like a mob as they entered into the secure facility in which the Intelligence Committee always meets. They also violated ethics rules that Hmm. prevent us from bringing in cell phones. Um, They created an environment. They violated
0: ethics rules. How about due process? How about cross-examining witnesses? How about calling your own witnesses? How about challenging evidence? How about bringing in your own evidence? How about the president's lawyer being president? How about all that? No, no, you don't understand. The Republicans violated our ethics rules. If we want to hold secret hearings, secret testimony, like Mao's China, like Castro's Cuba, by God, we're going to do it. And the Republicans are violating our ethics rules. Go
10: ahead. The skiff became uh, inappropriate for carrying on any classified information.
0: Oh, was there classified information? No, there wasn't any classified information. Now I've talked about this a lot. I've written about this, and now here's a perfect example of it. Matt Gates is on MSNBC today, and the guy's courageous. He goes on these shows, and he's up against Haley Jackson, who is supposed to be a reporter interviewing him. She's supposed to be a reporter. But she's not. As you can see, she's an activist, a left wing progressive Democrat Party activist. This is how Republicans are treated. Cut seven, hat tip, daily caller, go.
10: You are a member of judiciary, a member of armed services. As you know, none of those committees are the ones conducting these depositions. It's Intel, it's Foreign Affairs, it's oversight. I don't, know, affairs, that. I don't oversight. know that. No, no, that is no, the fact. Yeah, and the rules, the, the rules, it's not a fact. Go back and look at the 12th hearing
9: of, of the judiciary committee, Hallie. Sure. Go back and look. You cannot misstate that as a fact. How can you tell me it's a fact that my committee's not involved when it was the committee that was Your the committee has not subpoenaed the these
10: individuals to appear for the deposition. That doesn't mean we're not involved in the impeachment
9: inquiry. No, you're shifting ground now. right? First, you say we're not involved, then you say we didn't issue the subpoenas. Those are two different things. And we are involved because our chairman launched the inquiry. That is a fact.
10: Sure. I want to let you have your say here, but I also want to find out why you think the rules do not apply to you as they're laid out to you, Congressman Gates. Why don't
9: they apply to you? Oh, I do think the rules apply to all of us, but the rules would typically require the Speaker of the House. I, I shouldn't say the rules; the precedent that was applied to President Clinton and President Nixon would necessitate some articulation of the rules so that we have an understanding of what the due process uh, requirements will be. We see Democrats now sacrificing due process on the altar of their hatred for I'm Donald Trump, about, and that I'm not asking all about Americans. president,
10: though. I'm not asking about president, Congressman. I'm asking you about the Why? rules. But Why do you really think important? that you're above that? President
9: informs this is the, on whole the rules. Point. I don't why you think stormed I'm above into the skiff yesterday. It's not, I'm not above the rules, but when the Judiciary Committee chairman launches the inquiry, when the Speaker of the House won't adopt rules, then it creates an environment where the Democrats just sort of make it up as they go along.
0: See, the rules in the past would be developed and then proposed and passed by the full House, along with a resolution to conduct an impeachment inquiry. This is what Gates understands. And Haley Jackson doesn't understand any of it. She really doesn't care because Haley Jackson is not really a reporter. She's a liberal democrat. And Haley Jackson works for MSNBC. And Haley Jackson's being told attack, 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 impeach, 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 get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. There's more of this. Cut eight, go.
9: But this is the new Adam Schiff strategy. Your Weak colleagues can cross-examine him. Your right, Republican, Republican colleagues I, I don't have, have the been in the room, of those questions and answers. Right, I'm, so you I'm don't not, trust I'm your Republicans on these that. committees. All right. Let's.
0: Let. It's not a matter of trusting. What an idiot! What an idiot! It's a matter of our representatives, the vast majority of whom don't know what's going on, being able to witness and digest, and make a rational decision when the time comes as well as well as we the people, so we can inform our representatives of what we think. That's the whole point of representative government. Don't you understand, Haley Jackson? You really need to understand this. It's not just about you. It's about us too, the people, the people, the citizenry. May I say the citizenry? Go ahead
9: want to see the consequence of their work, right? Like, it's not, it's they put out their opening statement. We engage in cross-examination. You want to ask me about the opening, but I don't have the benefit of the cross-examination to be able to test. You understand what he's saying,
0: Haley? It makes a lot of sense. It really does. He needs to know all the information, all the information. We all want to know all the information. All you're doing is regurgitating the stuff that's given you, Haley. Don't you get it? No, she doesn't get it. She's it with. Go ahead
9: in the opening statement, and that is all by design. It is not an accident that you and I are here having this interview on terms that are very favorable to the Adam Schiff theory of the case because when John Ratcliffe asks questions that I think poke holes in the allegations that Taylor made, we don't get the benefit of those because you know what? They weren't leaked and they weren't in front of the American people, and that's the problem.
0: Do you understand that, Haley? You probably don't. You work in MSLSD where you must have a relatively low IQ to... ...to become a host or an anchor or even a reporter. Just like CNN, they, they take from the bottom of the pool, if, if I may say, the gene pool. You've got, to be, uh, you've got to surrender your independence, your rationality, all of it, in order to work for these entities now. That's the way it is. Well, Gates makes a lot of sense, and what Jackson should be doing is saying that she's concerned that reporters aren't present either, that reporters aren't getting the whole story, that how are they going to communicate with the American people? See, all of a sudden, no issue about freedom of the press. None. None. I'll be right back.
7: Mark Levin.
0: Remember, ladies and gentlemen, when the White House dismissed Jim Acosta from the press room in future press conferences. you remember how the press circled the wagons and the press was shocked? They were shocked. CNN brought a lawsuit. There were various amicus filings, at his friend of the court filings by virtually every news outlet. And they issued a press release. And what they said was, whether the news of the day concerns national security, the economy, or the environment, reporters covering the White House must remain free to ask questions. It is imperative that independent journalists have access to the president and his activities, and that journalists are not barred for arbitrary reasons. Our news organizations support the fundamental constitutional right to question the president or any president. We will be filing friend front of the court briefs to support CNN's and Jim Acosta's lawsuit based on these principles. Let's substitute the president with the Democrats in Congress. Whether the news of the day concerns national security, the economy, or the environment, reporters covering Democrats in Congress must remain free to ask questions. It's imperative that independent journalists have access to Democrats in Congress and their activities. And that journalists are not barred for arbitrary reasons. Our news organizations support the fundamental constitutional right to question the Democrats in Congress or any Democrats. Get my point? Weren't the news organizations suing the Speaker of the House and the Democrat Party for access to the skiff and the (laughs) testimony that's taking place? So I know, I know the backbenchers... Backbenchers are repeating everything. That's okay. But now the media is saying, Schiff. And the people are saying on his committee that by Thanksgiving they're going to go public, they're going to release the transcripts. Now I told you last week that they were likely to do this. But here's the problem. You can't retroactively fix an attack on due process. That testimony was given ...without other witnesses being present... ...excuse me, other witnesses being called. That testimony was given without the President's counsel present. The point is that the due process violations can't be fixed. And so what they're going to do is... ...and I predicted this, not that I'm in the prediction business... ...I'm not Nostradamus, I leave that to other hosts... ...is that they would pull this stunt... Stunt. Oh, yeah, stunt. Stunt. And that's what they're going to do. Look at us. We're going to have an open process right before we vote on impeachment and send it to the Senate. Therefore, all the criticism goes away. And, and the hacks and morons in the media will agree with everything we do and say. Everything. Starting from morning hosts like the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo. Oh, yeah. Hacks all. Donnie douche. Donnie Douche will be in there. Another hack. And there'll be others. We've got Allison Camarada. What's the idiot's name? What's his name? John something or other? Berman. Oh, yeah. Dumb as a doorknob. We all are, actually. Then we'll get the Jake Tapper running away from Project Veritas. Please, please, ask our PR department. Questions are being raised about his producer and... Possible possible. sexual harassment issues. <laughs> Ask our PR department. We did. They won't answer. Ask him anyway. Then we go into the magnificent nighttime lineup. Wolf Blitzer. Wolf. Oh, are you awake? Are you alive? Wolf. Wolf, you're on the air. What? Wolf. Wolf. Anyway, uh, and then we have, of course, uh, who else? Oh, Don Lemon. Donnie. How's that lawsuit going where he's accused of uh, quasi-molesting somebody at a bar, Mr. Producer? Do we know any updates on that? Media's silent on that. And then we have Fredo Cuomo. We call him Fredo, not because I made that up, but because he hates it. Oh, yeah. What a lineup. And then you go to MSLSD. Andrea Mitchell. Hack extraordinaire. What else you got? Brian Williams, you know, when I landed on Mars over there and the little Martians came, out, oh, shut up, Brian, you got Chris Matthews, have another drink, no, Chris, you're at your limit, zero, and then you got, who's the big mouth yelling over there, what's his name, yelling at his staff, I don't remember, oh, Lawrence O'Donnell, what's that in my ears, I can hear it, somebody behind me, Where, who is it, what, what's going on here? Little paranoid there, Uh, Lawrence. May I call you Larry? And then, of course, Rachel Madcow, the intellectual of the crowd, because she's a conspiracy nut. You know, the Russians look behind the tree, there's another one. Uh, And this is the lineup of MSLSD and uh, CNN. But it is odd, isn't it? How these press organizations and newsrooms could care less. If these hearings are closed, could care less. These same press organizations and newsroom who advanced the Russia collusion false stories to the American people time and time again didn't much care. They were getting leaks from Comey and McCabe and Baker and Stroke and Page and the uh, and the uh, three uh, what what is it the Musketeers and uh, and all the rest of them. No problem. Everything's fine. So the, so far, seven Republican senators who have not joined in the resolution, raising serious questions about what the House Democrats are doing to the impeachment process, are Romney, Collins, Enzi, Alexander, Isaacson, Murkowski, and Gardner. And I believe two of them are up for election. Could be three, but I think two of them. Definitely Gardner and Collins. I don't know about the others. Three of them are retiring. Enzi, Alexander and Isaacson. Romney, of course. Romney's like a bad rash, isn't he, Mr. Bedusa? You would know about this. Like an interior thigh rash. Just won't go away. What do they call that, an interior thigh rash? What do they call that? I don't remember. Don't you know? No, something else. Oh, athlete something or other. Well, he's an athlete something or other, Romney. And you know what the funny thing is? When you talk to the guy, he's actually quite stupid. He is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back.
6: Says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could
0: say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Recently, over 100 million people had their personal information stolen in a data major breach. Social security numbers, contact details, credit scores, and more, all taken from Capital One customers. It's a very good chance you were affected, by the way. These kinds of attacks are getting more frequent and more severe. It's not just Capital One. Equifax, Facebook, eBay, Uber, PlayStation, Yahoo have all leaked passwords, credit cards, bank numbers belonging to billions, I said billions of users. Now I never go online without Express VPN. And if you care about your privacy and safety, you shouldn't either. ExpressVPN connects with just one click. It's lightning fast, costs less than seven bucks a month, and use my special link: expressvpn.com/mark. Now, if you go right now, you can arm yourself with an extra three months of ExpressVPN absolutely free. Protect yourself, protect your data, keep your confidentiality. This is the way to go. It's the best. That's expressvpn.com/mark expressvpn.com slash mark for an extra three months free. All right. Let's see what's going on here. Don't forget, I will be on Hannity, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. By my calculation, that's in two hours. Let us go to Ron, Spokane, Washington, the great KFLD. Go.
1: Hey, it's an honor, Mark. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. So I, I see that this... Uh, uh, all the subpoenas in the House, they keep calling them one by one. I don't know why the Senate doesn't can't have the responsibility at Lindsey Graham to call each one of those up one by one, and 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 subpoena them in the Senate and get the full story, and then you can flesh out their affiliations, their biases, and you can cross examine them and put it out in the street before
0: the. I I don't disagree. This has been we've been wondering about this for a few days. I'm starting to think that he needs a majority vote to get a subpoena. Uh. I'm starting to think he needs a majority vote on the committee to get a subpoena. There are only certain committees, very few, where the chairman can just issue a, a subpoena. I think he needs a vote from the committee, and you got a few of these weaklings on these committees. That's my guess. That's my guess.
1: You ought to hold them down and pull their ear and make it happen.
0: That I'm with tell. you. All right, my friend. Thank you. Phil, Raleigh, North Carolina, Mark Levin Go. Yes, Phil, how may I help you? Phil going once. This isn't Phil Bump, is it, from the Washington Post? All right, Phil's question is writ of mandamus for impeachment documents. Thank you for your call, but he fell asleep. That is, why don't the Republicans go into federal court with a writ of mandamus, which compels, he would argue, the provision of documents like the transcripts for the Republicans as well. It's a motion that you file... It's a writ that makes a demand that these people do their job effectively. The answer is the courts are not going to get involved in this. That's the answer. We have a long precedent of federal courts not wanting to get involved in the impeachment process. That's one of the things that worries me about uh, what the president's lawyers do, depending on how they do it and what they do. I think you fight to the bitter end, don't get me wrong. All right, let's go to Mike. Mike. Suffern, Suffern, New York. Is that correct, Sirius Satellite? Hey, Mark, how Whoa. are you? I'm okay. How are you, pal? I'm doing
6: great. I've been listening to you since the election, and whenever I have any any issues, I put on the Mark Levin show, and Thank you. Thank without you. even calling in, I get the answer. But yes. I have a I have a solution to a problem with this guy, Mitt Romney.
0: His, name, his real name is Willard, by the
6: way. Okay, yeah, let's go with Willard since he yes. is such a rat. Oh. Have, tr- have Trump...
0: By the way, he won't come on my radio show and he won't come on my Fox show.
6: No, isn't that weird? He'll
0: only go on liberal shows.
6: But anyway, have Trump nominate him for a cabinet position that he so wants. Let him get uh, okayed by the Senate. Have him in the job a day. Then have Trump fire him.
0: I like it, but I, something tells me Romney wouldn't do it. In fact, I I have the perfect job for Romney. Ambassador to Ukraine, I think. Exact. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I yep. think so. Well,
6: anyway, I got a quick uh quick thing for you. Um yes, I yes. was retiring from my position a couple of weeks ago and one of the books that I had on my desk was your um uh oh, I just forgot it. The um
0: What's it look uh, like?
6: The, the the one you just put out, the press. Oh,
0: on Freedom of the Press.
6: On Freedom of the Press. Yes. And I was I was thumbing through it back and forth. Well, when I went out to lunch, I came back. It was gone. And I'm like trying to pack up oh, No,
0: no, no, I'm wait up. a minute. You're at the office. It's on your desk, and someone stole it?
6: Yep, while, while I went out to lunch for the last time. Oh, me being a nice guy, I cleaned out all the crap out of my desk and put it in a little garbage can and walked yes. out to the garbage can to throw it out. Lo and behold... There's my book that Mark Levin wrote.
0: Wait a minute. Someone threw it in the trash can?
6: Yep. And not just threw it in the trash can. Emptied out what seemed to be coffee grinds all over it. And I, I was so so PO that uh, I knew who it was, but without proof, I'm going to... Wow, that's I'm unbelievable. And
0: what did you do, may I ask? You don't have to tell me where.
6: Uh, I worked for the New York State uh, Thruway Authority.
0: And somebody in the New York State Thruway Authority, stole your book and then destroyed it? Yes, sir. That's disgusting.
6: It is, but it just goes to show the way. The, the boss is Cuomo, and Cuomo wants to destroy it. I'm, I'm going to send you
0: right. a, a signed copy without the coffee grinds. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> that,
6: that would be absolutely great, Mark. Absolutely, It would be
0: my honor. Thank you, Mike. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. See, we have conservatives throughout government. This is very, very important. People say, oh, you don't like us in government. That's absolutely wrong. I want conservatives in government. I want conservatives in teaching. I want conservatives uh, in Hollywood. I want conservatives everywhere. We have got to be involved in these institutions. I'm quite serious. Yes, I want conservatives in government. Local, state, federal, county. That's good. Conservatives on police forces, most of them aren't. Firefighters, emergency personnel. But we need conservatives in bureaucracies. We need conservatives in academia, in Hollywood, all these places. We must. We can't surrender these places to the left. And plus, there are things that need to get done. Conservatives get things done. Liberals don't. Liberals sit there... Now, let's see, uh, can I sue them for this? Uh, can I sue them for that? Oh, that guy looked at me funny over there. I, I, can I sue him uh, over there? Uh, I don't know. They want to wear this hat. They won't let me wear the hat. I'm going to sue him. I don't want to wear the pants. I want to wear a dress. Well, I will sue him. I, I, I want to wear two different color shoes with uh, polka dot uh, socks. Well, I'm going to sue him. Bill, Green Bay, Wisconsin, XM Satellite. How are you?
5: Hey, Mark, how are you?
0: Very well. Thank you, sir.
5: Hey, I, two things. First, I make my 8-year-old uh, daughter listen to you in the car when we're driving a dance all the time. Thank uh, you. And she thinks you should have shirts made up that say, shut up, you idiot. And I think that would be a <laughs> well, great idea. I would well, definitely buy one of those. You would? I absolutely would.
0: Uh, we'll see. Only if
5: you autograph it, though.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
5: So here's my question. Um, I'll,
0: heard, I'll leave that to other hosts. I don't, I don't do the shirts or placemats <laughs> or the mugs or whatever. I do books. Um,
5: so I, I heard the call about the writ of mandamus, which I, I was thinking similar lines, but I was yes. just thinking, what about uh, you know, Trump just filing a declaratory judgment action challenging or questioning the legitimacy and the constitutionality of the process that Congress is following?
0: It's the same problem. I don't know of a federal court that would embrace that. Or they would consider, although I think he'd have a better shot at it than a writ of mandamus right. where the federal court is ordering Congress to do something. I think he'd have a better shot at it. I still think it'd be a tough shot, but it certainly might, could be worth it.
5: I mean, to me, it's just that at this point, if we're going to be you know, fighting, fighting the process with process, if you can you know, get in front of a, a federal judge. But here's
0: the and- thing. If you lose the case, then these uh, clowns will feel emboldened. See, Trump lost. Even the courts don't back him. You can hear that tomorrow, you know. That's true. That's true, I suppose. What's your eight, first name? What's your eight-year-old daughter's name? Uh, her name is Clara. Clara? That's a beautiful name, Claire. We'll give Clara my... Hey, uh, Mr. Producer, do we have any of my dad's books? Let's send Clara uh, the Proverbs book. Do we have the Proverbs book? That was one of his favorite. Uh, well, she's eight. Maybe a little too old for that. So we'll send you the uh, Proverbs book. Don't hang up, sir, okay?
5: I appreciate it. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Keep up the good work.
0: Oh well, thank you, and that's a pleasure. Are you allowed to call people gentlemen anymore, or are they people, or are they gentle its, or exes? You're a gentle ex. All right. Let's see, everybody has their ideas. Let's try another one. John, Beverly Hills, California. KRLA, 870 the answer. Where we are live and national. Go right ahead.
4: Mark, I have a question. Why can't yes, yes. Trump or his uh, campaign or administration go after all these actors, Schiff, Comey, Brennan, these people in the deep state, with a RICO action? Ah. RICO was created for conspiracies, and they're all coordinating and talking.
0: Maybe yeah, but they would have to, be, they'd have to be criminal in nature.
4: I think uh, wiretapping the president is pretty
0: criminal. I I, I know, but you said all these people. He can't just go against all these people for wiretapping the president. And by the way, uh, there is a criminal investigation underway right now. Right, the attorney general and the U.S. attorney's office. All right. I just get sick. I like the thinking. I like the thinking. Don't get me wrong. I'm just telling you that you know. Don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) Okay. All right, John. How's it going in Beverly Hills?
4: You know what? I'm out here. I'm in Indian country. I am one of the few uh, conservatives here, but there are some.
0: Wait a minute. Is Beverly Hills Indian country?
4: I call it Indian country because we're out here among uh, hostels. The conservatives, oh, oh. everyone's a liberal here.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're very happy there. They, they've got the governor they, very want. Happy. Yes, they've, they've got the they want. They're oh, Yes, they've got the legislature they want. Gavin Newsom. Anybody dumber in the face of the earth?
4: I haven't. And
0: and what's with that wet hair look? With that grease look? Doesn't he know that's so nineteen sixties? Greasy
4: slimeball cheats on his wife. Turns. Oh, we don't know that. uh,
0: We don't know that. That's one man's allegation.
4: In the past, I only an accusation.
0: All right, sir. Thank you for your call. I cannot confirm that clearly. But what's with the hair? I mean. No, no offense, but does a wife like to touch her husband's hair when it's filled with all that crap, Mister Producer? I can't imagine. Can you? You take your hand, and I go, "Whoa! What's this?" Exactly. And then, and then you go, "Oh, whoa, whoa, I gotta, I gotta wash my hands of the hair. It's filled with this." And let me ask you another question: Don't like flies and mosquitoes get caught in his hair? It's like a death trap. I'll be right back. Mud. Love in. All right. We've been talking about Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats and their plan to destroy our medical system with socialized medicine, and how they would impose government cost controls at the expense of high-quality health care. To put it another way, Pelosi's bill may prevent you and your family from having access to the latest and most effective drug therapies available on the face of the earth. In fact, according to the Congressional Budget Office, which scores proposed legislation like the Pelosi plan, new breakthrough medicines may never be discovered at all. They project the Pelosi plan would reduce research and development investments toward new treatments and cures. But we already knew this. Because when you impose drug price controls and punish private innovators with massive 95% tax penalties and apply those retroactively to the prior year's profits, you eliminate the financial ability to invest in critically needed research and development. And with it, the incentives to discover new treatments for cancer, new cures for crushing diseases. Now, if Nancy Pelosi told you to work at a government-dictated salary far lower than even your cost of living and then pay 95% of taxes on your salary the prior year, would you run out and buy anything like a car or a home? No, of course not. Would you invest? You wouldn't have anything to invest. That's the problem. Get the facts. Go to truehealthcarefacts.com, truehealthcarefacts.com. That's truehealthcarefacts.com. Lindsey Graham is scheduled to come on the program in a half hour. I think he's only been on this program one other time in 16 years, hasn't he, Mr. Producer? That's much more than Romney's ever been on the show, isn't it? I think it is. I don't believe Romney's ever been on the show. He's very busy, you know, doing interviews with the Washington Compost and Axios and promoting himself here and there. Uh, We've given him an opportunity to come on this program, on our TV show, uh, but he said no. Not that he's busy, just no. All right, I don't want any more legal theories on what the president should do and so forth. tortious interference, no court's going to agree with that. Uh, They're not even going to take it up. Just saying. Pete, Bloomington, Illinois, the great WRPW, go.
1: Mark Levin, what a pleasure to speak with you tonight.
0: Well, thank you, Pete.
1: And I will tell you that you know it's amazing to me how freedom and justice for all really doesn't uh, work for Hillary and uh, Hunter Biden. In fact, you know, amazingly, they should investigate Hunter and his father because, uh, you know, ironically, his father named him Hunter hmm, to kind of falsehood his idea about firearms and other things.
0: Oh, well put. Isn't that amazing. Yes, <laughs> could have named his kid Willard. Now that yeah. that's really criminal. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But anyway, uh, to me, it's just it's been so aggravating. I'm i am in the uh, belly button fuzz of the United States here in central Illinois, and we have the worst governor and the worst. Oh,
0: the worst they're a of disaster. Everything. They are We're a in disaster the middle
1: of, of a bunch of liberals that think that, oh, it's a utopia. Well,
0: yes. Well, the problem yeah. is and has been is that the city of Chicago controls the state.
1: Yep, and ironically, if you'd looked at the electoral vote, though, during the uh, 2016 election, Chicago and East St. Louis were about the only places in the entire state that were red, and a couple Mm -hmm. around Peoria, and that was about it.
0: Mm -hmm. You mean blue?
1: Yeah, blue. Well, it should be red, blue, red. You're right.
0: We should should be blue. They should be red. How the hell did that happen? Correct. Maybe they're pink and we're blue.
1: (laughs) Yes, I agree.
0: All right. Well, you have a good sense of humor. Thank you, my friend. Emily, New Hope, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT, how are you?
8: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: In Bucks County. That used to be Republican. Not anymore. I'm fine, thank you.
8: Yeah. Hi.
0: Hello. Speak, um, please. I
8: just wanted to tell you something politically based on Donald Trump. Yes. Um, I think that it's stupid and unfair how when the... Liberal, when Barack Obama was elected twice, we Republicans were very respectful and did not riot. Yet when Donald Trump <laughs> is elected, the liberals riot. They try to impeach him and they become very vicious and they blame him for things that he's never done and they're not respectful.
0: You're very wise. How old are you?
8: I'm 14. You're My dad very... and I love to listen to your show. I've been listening since I was eight.
0: Thank you very much. You're very, very wise, Emily. And I'll tell you what, you're 14. Do we have a Liberty and Tyranny book in there, Mr. Producer? Don't hang up, Emily. I want to send you Liberty and Tyranny. I'm handing out books like lollipops tonight. But so what? See, we read. The left does not. Susan, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC, go. Mark, I have been burning up all week about
10: this Romney situation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just as a, a very a simple comparison um, with the way he folded. He had one good debate against Obama. Mm-hmm. He could have taken Obama out of the whole situation. Um, and he he was so
0: such a coward. He gave us a second term of Obama. You're exactly right. And he's so competent. Their software didn't work on Election Day. What a clown. And now he's undermining another president. You know, Huckabee was always right about Romney. He said he's a very nasty guy. He was very nasty in a Republican primary. Huckabee was right. Thank you, my friend. We'll be right back.
8: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
1: He's here. He's here.
0: Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I will see you at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. That would be 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? That would be 4.30 p.m. Israeli Time. in the mor- Excuse me, a.m. in the morning, or something like that. Jeff Motherzucker at CNN, we know what he is. He is exactly what I said he is. And they had a citizen forum in New York today, and somehow I wasn't on the list. I would have loved to have been invited to the citizen forum. And this guy's a complete slime ball, as we know, thanks to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. And they run a, a very sleazy operation over there, thanks to the people who bravely came forward and spoke. And those who were on video and didn't know they were. And he's being questioned very, very aggressively by Brian Helter-Stelter BS Brian Stelter. Not really, that's a joke. Softball, it's not even a softball, he's throwing him grapefruits. Bigger than a grapefruit, whatever. And let's listen, you may not be aware of this man's voice. Jeff Mother Zucker, cut 12, go.
11: I always say, look, we're not looking for an antagonistic uh, relationship at all. Uh, uh, We're not, we're not, we don't set out to be uh, pro-Trump. Oh, they don't set
0: set out to be pro-Trump. Really? Now listen to this guy lie through his seven teeth. Go ahead.
11: To be anti-Trump. No. We set out to be pro-truth.
0: Oh, they're pro-truth over there at Cena. Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? They're pro-truth. All those 9 a.m. meetings in the morning, some of which we heard. Is that what he says? Guys, pro-truth. No, he doesn't. He says, guys, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. You're not pro-truth. You hire a bunch of serial liars, you clown, including yourself. Go ahead.
11: Now, I understand in this day and age why being pro-truth can be construed as anti-Trump. Now, this is how I
0: left this spin. You know, we can be construed as being anti-Trump because, you know... Being pro-truth, people can view it that way. No, clown, we heard you on a videotape and on an audio tape. We heard you. That was your voice, wasn't it? Or were you throwing your voice? Go ahead.
11: But that's not our problem. That's not our fault. We're just here to ferret out the truth.
0: Oh, they're ferreting out the truth, ladies and gentlemen. They're ferrets, don't you know? Ferreting out the truth. They have no credibility with at least half the country, none whatsoever. They're ferreting out the truth. What a liar. Go ahead.
11: And, uh, and so our relationship obviously is not, uh, you know, is not perfect, uh, but it's also not our job to have a perfect relationship with the White House. It's our job to tell the truth and to hold those in power accountable, and that's what we're doing.
0: Mr. Bidditz, will you invite uh, Mr. Zucker on the show, please? Uh, I want to talk to him about his statements. I'll be very, very respectful. I absolutely will. I'll be very civil. We would like Mr. Zucker to come on the program. Not to be interviewed by one of his own paid-for employees. And now Brian Stelter, BS, Brian Stelter, Helter Stelter, is obsessed with Fox. He's writing a book for Fox. He actually got a payment, I assume, to write a book about Fox. Fox. He's their media correspondent. He should be their Fox correspondent, but he's a liar, of course, about Fox. He hates Fox. Cut 13, go.
9: What did Shep's departure mean for Fox?
0: Man, absolutely mind? nothing. But anyway, go ahead.
11: Well, I mean, look, I, I don't know that I want to spend that much time uh, analyzing another uh, organization. Uh,
0: sure you do. I, sure you do, and you always do. Go ahead.
11: I think it, it you know... But to answer your question, I will say that Mm. I think uh, I was not that surprised. Mm. Um, You you said it caught you off guard. Look, I think it had become untenable for somebody there who was a a truth teller.
0: (laughs) You see, ladies and gentlemen, over at CNN, they're truth tellers. And you see over at Fox, they're not. Particularly that prime time lineup, that's a real problem. You know, the one that gets ratings and brings money into the company, that's a problem. We cannot have that primetime lineup, that one-tenth of one percent of conservative opinion, when here we are, 99.9% left-wing, obviously pursuing the truth. We cannot have that lineup at Fox, you see. We must eliminate it, just like Adam Schiff pushing so many people out of the uh, the skiff.
11: Go ahead. ...who set out on a regular basis to hold... Uh, those in power accountable. No, you don't.
0: No, you don't. No, you don't. You're such a liar. Go ahead.
11: Something that organization does, Mm. Uh, that is not something that is in uh, uh, full force there, and uh, it's not even in, you know, half force or... or... Hey, they say they have dozens of great journalists. Yeah, well, you repeat that line a lot, and I think it's one of the mistakes you make in your journalism, and I'm serious about this.
0: Oh, he's serious about that. Look at the classless lowlife. twenty years is. Real punk, all five feet six inches, Mister Producer. Go ahead.
11: Because, and, and you know, I've, uh, you know, I, I believe that. Uh, listen, are there a handful of of really good journalists in that organization? Sure. Is there one or two really good anchors at that organization? Sure. Uh, but that doesn't make it a news organization. No, of course not.
0: It. That's CNN's the news organization. Yeah. Beginning to end all news all the time over there at CNN, ladies and gentlemen. Real news organization. Donnie Lemon. Fredo Cuomo. Yeah. Does he have a Pulse Wolf Blitzer? Fake Jake Tapper tapped out? Oh, yeah, the whole crew over there. Go
11: ahead make it a journalistic enterprise. Ah, shut
0: up, you idiot. You really are an idiot. Mark, don't talk that way to Mr. Zucker. You know, he could affect your career one day, right? I'll sue his ass off. He's not going to affect my career. What a joke. What a joke. Sitting there analyzing Fox. Some citizen forum. Look who the citizen is questioning him. The little slob. Brian Stelter. Hey, everybody, uh, Brian Stelter sounds like uh, Minnie Mouse. Now, look, I'm not exactly uh, Earl jo- uh, Jones here with my voice. That's all right. But I'm not, I'm not Brian Stelter either. I think Brian Stelter uh, is still stuck in prebubescence, Mr. Producer. What do you think of that? I think he is. Maybe I'll call him that, the pre Brian Stelter. Helter Stelter. Would that be mean? I don't think it's mean. I mean, anything goes these days. LGBTQ+. plus. He's the plus, I think, Mr. Producer. I'll be right back.
7: Mark
0: Levin.
1: The Thunder on the Right.
6: Call in now, 877 381
0: Senator Lindsey Graham, how are you, sir?
6: I am doing good. I feel
8: like we're on offense.
0: We are. You know, every every 10 years you're on here, that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, that's I r- I
8: don't want to wear out my welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you've done a very good thing today. Explain to people who are working, who didn't see your press conference, what's going on.
8: Uh, Trump's getting screwed, and we're standing up against it. So imagine if you were accused of something and they would not tell you who your accuser was. Imagine if you were in a process where you couldn't call witnesses, cross-examine those against you. Imagine if that happened to you and your family. What's happening in the House is the Intel Committee has set up a shadow impeachment process. They tried an impeachment inquiry vote, which is the right way to do it. It failed miserably, like 300 votes against it. So now they've gone outside judiciary into intel, Adam Schiff, behind closed doors witness interviews, no right to confront your your accuser. They're selectively leaking information to the press to damage the president uh, politically. The House Republicans are legitimately upset. I've got a resolution. Uh, Senator McConnell's been great. He's my co-sponsor. I've got 46 Republicans we are saying that the House process is fundamentally un-American, unfair, and give President Trump the same rights you gave Bill Clinton, which they're not doing.
0: That's very, very important. And it's very important that people are accounted for, our senators, so we know where they stand. And honest to God, even guys like Romney and all, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, who don't personally like the president. You're talking about the process here. And how can anybody object to such a resolution?
8: So, so here's what I would say. If the shoe were on the other foot, we created a process in the House where we controlled the House against the Democratic president, and we released an opening statement of a witness against that Democratic president that was not challenged, no cross-examination. They would eat us alive. So the Bill Taylor example is a good example. I don't know what he said. I don't know what Radcliffe asked him, but I heard it was fairly damning. I don't think uh, Bill Taylor has ever met with President Trump. Here's the question: Why does the president of the Ukraine say that wasn't there was no quid pro quo when you think there was? So the bottom line here is, it's a danger to the presidency. You're a lawyer. If we legitimize this process. Rather than having an impeachment inquiry where you vote as a body, the House to open up an impeachment inquiry where the uh, the president gets the right to defend himself and call witnesses or herself, you've got a closed door hearing that's not legitimized by the House uh, voting wise, and this is a great way to destroy the presidency. Mm-hmm. A very dangerous move in a democracy.
0: It's the first time this has been done wherever there's been a president involved, whether it's Johnson or Nixon been or Clinton. Three. Yeah, and you, and you were involved in Clinton.
8: Okay, so let me tell you what we did with Bill Clinton. In October of 1998, we took a vote to open up an impeachment inquiry. The, the whole House voted. We had 31 Democrats to open up an impeachment inquiry. Ken Starr spent like four years looking at Clinton. He brought his report to the Congress. He testified in public for days. We took four of the articles, uh, up four of the allegations of the eleven. Uh, voted on it in the Senate Judiciary Committee in an open setting, two made it to the floor, out of the floor to the Senate, and President Clinton was able to participate participate in that process under the impeachment inquiry, He had the right to call witnesses on his behalf and confront his accusers, and everything I just described is missing. Richard Nixon had due process, Andrew Johnson had due process. You can't get a parking ticket based on this process. I find it astonishing you're going to impeach the president of the United States using a process you could not issue a parking ticket, parking ticket for.
0: And it's interesting, uh, you know, I remember the days uh, that people were arguing and got due process for terrorists. You know, uh, due process for mass murders. Yeah, due process hey, for no. pedophiles.
8: Also, well, So, you know, you know, you're more lawyer than I'll ever hope to be, but these rules exist for a reason. If you're not a nation of laws, and you're a nation of just, you know, mob, right? So I know they hate Trump, and, and here's what bothered me so much, and I won't cuss on your show. If we pulled this stunt, if Republicans were doing to a Democratic president what they're doing to Trump, mm-hmm. we would be eaten alive. They would mm-hmm. be blowing up the town, they would follow us everywhere we went. Why don't you let the president, you know, be part of the witness interviews, his legal team? Why can't he call witnesses? Why are you doing it behind closed doors? What is this show? They don't give a damn as long as you get Trump. It doesn't matter how you get him, what process you use. They want an outcome.
0: How has this been received by the press?
8: Yes, the press and our friends on the Democratic side. Newt Gingrich needs to be on your show, and he can walk you through. What he did with Gephardt to set up the impeachment process, he sent Jim Rogan to talk to Peter Rodino, who did the Nixon impeachment. We followed that model, and what they're doing in the House is that they lost an impeachment inquiry vote because they're all afraid to vote because there's nothing there. The president's phone call was just fine. This is all a sham. So they're creating a shadow process. They avoided transparency to go to behind-the-closed-doors process that could destroy the presidency as an institution.
0: I'm just amazed that the media. I mean, y- you know, <laughs> that, me that they're not they're not demanding transparent. They don't want to get into the committee room. They're perfectly happy to be spoon fed stuff by Adam Schiff.
8: Isn't it amazing that we're talking about? What do you think about Bill Taylor's opening statement? I said, "What if I offered an opening statement to you by Rudy Giuliani?" He says, "Hey, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Would you?" <laughs> Would you take that? The point is the hatred for Trump transcends everything. If the shoe were on the other foot, it would be killing us right now. goes back to the 2016 election. Imagine two FBI agents, Department of Justice official FBI agent, colluding to, uh, to get Trump elected, hated Clinton like Trump. It'd be front-page news everywhere. What if the Republican Party had hired a British agent to go to Russia to get dirt on Hillary Clinton. The double standard here is stunning, but the most obvious example of being in the tank against Trump is allowing this process in the House to go unchallenged. I was the bad guy today. You were? Yeah, the press considered me the bad guy. I said, listen. I went through this before. I had the courage of my convictions. I voted to open up an inquiry. We had a hearing, the Watergate hearing. Remember that? The whole world could see it.
7: Oh, yeah. Remember the
8: impeachment hearing of President Clinton? The whole world could see it. And this is done behind closed doors. And what they're doing is they're taking bits and pieces. They're trying to drive his numbers down, support for impeachment up, because the public's not with them. And they're trying to change the political outcome of the 2020 election. Using star chamber tactics,
0: and Senator, it appears come Thanksgiving they're all of a sudden going to dump everything into the world of the public uh, square, when people are eating turkey and everything, and say, "See, (laughs) we put this out here." Get their headline. You can't, you can't um, uh, reverse course when you deny due processes. In other words, the cross examination's gone. All these processes are gone. You're the first guy
8: to pick up. I said the damage is done. The fruit of the poisonous tree. You can't unring a bell. So what's happened here? is they had this on for weeks. It's still going on. The political damage to the president has already been done. More is coming if we don't stop it. So what I've told the world, for anybody that cares, I consider this whole process personally illegitimate, uh, unconstitutional, and basically un-American. So anything that flows from this process to me is tainted. But my resolution doesn't see that it says that they should be doing in the House what's happened to other presidents. Give President Trump the same rights you gave Clinton. They've got to reverse course, but in my view, the damage has been done.
0: The only institution that the framers set up to check what the House is doing is the Senate. It's the only one. When you read Madison's notes. They were a little concerned that the majority First of all, they weren't sure whether they were going to include impeachment. So they decided to include it. They say, all right, well, majority vote in the House, but it's going to be up to the Senate if something goes wrong in the House. They said it. They talked about this with the supermajority to stop it. Well, and I hope Thurman, that's what happens.
8: Well, Strom Thurmond was there. I wasn't. But uh, <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me. Just think about it this way. People say, you're a juror. I say, wait a minute. Impeachment is inherently political. Mm-hmm. One part legal, two parts political you agree with that? It's a political process. All of us are elected officials. Name one jury in the world that can make a motion to dismiss. That's exactly what happened with Robert Byrd in the Clinton impeachment trial. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do as United States senators is tell the House that the process you're using right now against Trump is dangerous to the presidency, violates every semblance of due process, and we consider it to be a non-starter. That's what this resolution is about. Lindsey Graham, I've got a
0: heartbreak here. Uh, I really appreciate you spelling this out. I hope you'll come back again. It wasn't so painful.
8: Well, you know, in 2025, I'll see (laughs) you.
0: We'll do it more and more. Thanks, Mark. All right. Take care of yourself. Lindsey Graham, he was right on. We'll be right back.
1: The Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now,
0: 877-381-3811. Well, we have a very interesting topic and two great guests uh, with us right now. Fred Dreyer, my buddy, former uh, football player, Lisa Maria Riggins, who's John Riggins' uh, wife and an attorney. How are you guys?
12: Very, very good, well, Mark. Thanks so much for having us on.
0: Well, it's yes. a pleasure. And, uh, you know, Fred called me. Lisa, and uh, yeah. he said, look, there's a big issue coming up. The nation's unaware of it. We've got a pending 2020 collective bargaining agreement coming up in the National Football League. And the pre-1993 X players are being screwed. Do you want to explain to me what's going on in the nation, please?
10: Well, Fred, I'll, I'll, let you
12: start. Mean, I'll go first and then Lisa can come in with the hardware of, uh, of, of, of specific numbers. 2019 is, uh, is the NFL centennial, like we all know. hundred years of football excellence is being celebrated everywhere. We, we see the banners all over, especially in NFL cities. It's a great game. It's forged into a global industry by very special people, many of whom today are suffering because they do not completely share in the enormous wealth generated by present-day revenue streams. So owners and players are currently, as we speak, in negotiations on a new collective bargaining agreement. What we're asking, the reason Lisa and I are coming together, is that for the first time in a long time, it, uh, ex-players are a coalist into uh, making themselves heard. What we're asking is that the 32 NFL player reps, the existing players and their, represent the, and their player reps, go to D. Maurice Smith, who is the union negotiator for the uh, players with the owners and have him explain to him to them what the real pension disparity numbers really are and by the way we have those numbers so they can't uh, they can't uh, pretend that these numbers don't exist and we want we want DeMarie Smith to commit to representing X players equally Uh, and balancing out those disparities in those negotiations. Total parity with the present-day players is what we want, because it's what we've earned.
0: Now, here's my question, Lisa Maria. Here's the question for me. What's the special cutoff with 1993? What's that all about?
10: Well, it's a great question, and and to Fred's point, uh, this is just a story that the public and the fans have never known or heard, and that's one of the reasons why I got so involved and started this advocacy, because once people understand the history, they're, they're shocked. The key year, 1993, is the CBA that allowed for free agency. Free agency is what took the roof off on the salaries. That's when players finally got this inalienable right to negotiate on the free market, and the salaries skyrocketed. The men who fought for that right for the previous 20 to 25 years in five labor strikes and many class action lawsuits were the pre-'93 players. They went through that labor struggle to get the freedom to negotiate free agency. They had no idea that once they achieved that goal, through great sacrifice, that nobody was looking backward after 1993. All of the benefits that accrued for players after 1993 never went past 1993 or before 1993. So they're standing there, you know, like Caesar's throat got slit. It's what, what did we do this for? And and, and they've been the forgotten generation. Um, they live on poverty-level pensions, and they're watching this, cel- this celebration, and they're watching their own images being celebrated and yet the truth of the matter is is they have been completely forgotten and dismissed with any pension with any dignity
0: so and a lot and a lot of these guys are much older they have these uh, football injuries you know as you yep. point out they're muscling through day to day yep. and they're watching these players today earning an enormous amount of money well what what's with the players union boss what's his deal
10: well, I think, uh, and I mean, uh, Fred, cut me off anytime you want because you're a player and you've been face-to-face with yeah, these yeah, people, but, but uh, historically, the, the problem has been we have the weakest union of all the big leagues, um, and, and we just have always been that way, and it's sad because we have the most injurious sport, so we have uh, a lot of collateral damage and a lot of consequences for this, for, this, uh, <laughs> for this, the work that these guys do, but... I think historically I have worked with player reps, former player reps, not current ones, but former player reps, and what has happened is the reps, who have all the power, by the way,
7: mm-hmm.
10: they, can, they can vote to have anything they want done for former players. But union leadership has historically uh, done what they want to have done and just told the player reps, stand down, we got this. And, 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 the, and the messaging to the player reps, over the past 20, 25, 30 years is, we've taken care of these guys. You know, we've taken care of them. They're good. And, you know, understandably, current players, they're worried about staying on a roster and, and, and and you know, winning. They're not worried about learning the history of the guys that went before them and what their pensions actually were. I, I strongly believe if they understood the disparity and saw how this population of men have been forced to live and how their families have uh, been forced to live, they would do something about it. So... FAIR, this is the nonprofit I started, Fairness for Athletes in Retirement, this is our last shot. I mean, we have to coalesce, as Fred said. It's the 2020 anniversary, and there's a real painful hypocrisy when we watch the images of the Franco Harrises and, and, and the Dick Buckuses and the uh, my, my, Fred, Fred uh, Dryers and uh, Dante Pastorini, and yet we know how they've all been treated. We know the truth. So we're trying to get to the player reps. And the power of all this is to get to them for the first time, explain to them the reality of how their fraternity has been treated. And, by the way, these aren't just anonymous people. They're people that built the foundation that everybody's standing on, that created the freedom to earn these big salaries, uh, to go to their union leader, DeMora Smith, and mandate him to negotiate a meaningful increase and the only benefit these guys have, which is the Burt Bell Pension.
0: And what you mean by we're running out of time, uh, Fred Dreyer, is they want to wrap up these negotiations in a month by Thanksgiving, right?
10: That's
12: right. Uh, that's, that's the word, although we don't know that to be exact. But they do want to get this thing tucked away, and um, I don't blame them. Uh, there's a lot hanging out there uh, that is going to be covered up. Um, in a in a um, in a way that uh, it, it'll, ne- it'll you'll never pass this way again. And there, there again, as Lisa was saying, that there's just too much too much uh, 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 water under the bridge over the last several years, where where there wasn't an emphasis on on uh, on the collective in the collective bargaining agreement. For somebody to speak up for ex-players, everybody's represented who plays presently. But once you're in that meeting and uh, and you and you're trying to negotiate, uh, you know, 49, 52 percent of uh, of the uh, of the revenue coming off of television, then uh, what you wind up getting is uh, no voice being uh, uh, representing ex-players, and all of that money. It could be, and it's what is it, Lisa, a less than 1% of the salary cap on each team is yes. is, is, is what's in discrepancy here? Yes. So
0: it's de minimis. Yes.
7: Uh,
10: less than 1% of the salary cap could take care of 4,500 players uh, for the rest of their lives. Not take care of them. When I use that word, I mean give them a pension that's commensurate with some kind of level. By
12: the, of by the way, uh, Mark and uh, Lisa, uh, you know... Uh, What we're we're actually asking for isn't a full benefit, a full plate of benefits, medical, dental, and and all this other stuff, hospitalization. All the players are asking for is bring us up current to what the present-day retirees get, and we have those numbers, and uh, allow us to go out and buy with that money we get, by our own coverage, mm-hmm. let us be responsible for uh, for uh, uh, having uh, uh, the ability to go out and, and buy what we need there's There's people out there that uh, are in various stages of decline, certainly uh, as you could imagine, but mm-hmm. what we don't want to do is think that uh, you know we're we're trying to jump on 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 the uh, on the gut bucket and uh, and and claim. Uh, equal uh, privileges for for everybody and and that's not it what we're what we're claiming what we want is what we have earned and and to bring uh, to be brought up on uh, on, on a uh, on an equal footing with present day players so we can go out and buy our own coverage our own dental and our own uh, hospitalization that's what we've always wanted but we just haven't had a voice in that meeting
0: you know this is very very sad you know I grew up watching all you guys quite frank about it and i consider your era and the riggins era really the golden age of football i really do i mean people yes, will sir. disagree with me what have you uh, but that's when my eyes used to be glued exactly to, right, and uh, to the screen and you don't have any representation in the union you don't have any representation among the owners you don't have any representation at all right. and so you have to be banging on the door to try and get in right and so what can my audience do? do you, you said you have a website. Is there something we can do? Because I had to be honest with you, this annoys the hell out of me. It's not that I'm a big union guy, but I'm a big fairness guy. And you have all these people, 1993 and before, who are being left behind. What's the problem? One percent. One percent percent's nothing. Yep. It's nothing. Yep. So is there somewhere people can go to read more information? You said you have a site. I don't want to shut it down I have but a website, I yeah.
10: Uh, yeah. No no it's pension dot com and, and and really just just raising the awareness, which we can't thank you enough for for t- giving us the time. Uh we just need to get to uh the player reps. They hold the key. They call they hold the key to the kingdom and uh they could make this happen. Uh they, honestly the owners I think are, are are willing and receptive, uh but they need a handmaiden. And mm-hmm. and uh, our biggest challenge has been getting our union. These are these are men who have been silent.
12: Exactly have no right, voice, Lisa. You, you, and you have not been to be easily. able to move. You have to be able to move. Forgive me. You have to be able to move. The player reps, present day player reps, have to be aware of this and go to D. Maurice Smith, who's in those negotiations with the player reps. There's a handful of executive. And he's the union
0: reps. leader, right? Yeah, yep. he
12: works for the players, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm. D Maurice Smith. Honest, to guy I never heard of the guy before. Did he? He didn't play football, did he?
10: Believe <laughs> me, no, he's a former attorney.
0: He's no. an attorney. No wonder. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, uh,
12: he's done. He's done some very, very good things for players. Believe me, but uh, taking care of the ex players, three ninety three isn't one of them.
0: All right, folks. Let's go. And uh, Mr. Bedusa, let's put it on my social sites. The pa- uh, Pension Parody.
10: Parody.com.
0: Pensionparity.com, Pensionparity.com. You two made a a fantastic case. I want to thank you very, very much. If there's anything else I can do, you'll let me know.
10: Thank you, Mark. We really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Yeah, thank you.
0: And God bless you and the uh, pre-1993 players who need a break. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. I'm sorry, folks. What's right is right. That's the bottom line. These guys played a long time. And they're getting the bums wrap here as far as I'm concerned. Computer systems in cars are the new normal, from electronically controlled transmissions to touchscreen displays to dozens of sensors. But at this advanced tech is very, very expensive, all of it. It's expensive to fix when it breaks. That's why we have CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield has helped over 1 million customers. So drive with confidence knowing you can get coverage from America's number one auto protection provider. Whether you have 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles on your vehicle, it is inevitable something's going to break. So get covered by CarShield today. They're the best. Just call 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com, use code LEVIN, and you'll save 10% either way. That's carshield.com, code L-E-V-I-N, or 800-CAR-6000, code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. We'll be right back.
7: Mark Levin.
0: Here's something interesting. There are over 2 million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. And what's crazy is that only one in five homes have home security. And I think part of that is because these uh, alarm companies make it so expensive and difficult. And that's why Simply Safe is transforming home security by breaking down those barriers to get you the best, most reliable, and comprehensive protection available anywhere. Simply Safe protects every door, window, room with 24 7 professional monitoring. Their police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use video verification. And Simply Safe has no contracts or hidden fees. The system is designed to blend right into your home, no wires, no drilling. It's easy to order, easy to set up, usually under an hour. Plus, prices are always fair and honest. Around-the-clock monitoring just 15 bucks a month. Visit simplysafemark.com to get free shipping and a 60-day free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now. Be sure you go to simplysafe.mark.com so they know I sent you simplysafe.mark.com. Don't forget, half an hour I'll be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. All right, breaking news: New York slimes. Justice Department is said to open criminal inquiry into its own Russia investigation. So it's moving from an administrative inquiry into a criminal inquiry. Mr. Trump's own Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation into how it all began. Justice Department officials have shifted an administrative review of the Russia investigation, closely overseen by Attorney General William P. Barr, to a criminal inquiry, according to two people familiar with the matter. The move gives the prosecutor running it, John H. Durham, the power to subpoena for witness testimony and documents, to impanel a federal grand jury, and to file criminal charges. This article, printed out, is six pages long. And the vast majority of the rest of the pages, as I reviewed it during the break, are attacking Barr, attacking Durham, telling Democrats how to attack, that it'll be looked as a Trump victory, the politicization of the Department of Justice. That's what the New York Times wants you to think. But you should keep your chins up, ladies and gentlemen, all of your chins. Because the fact is, you've asked, when is somebody going to be held to account? I don't know. But we have an Attorney General and a United States Attorney who are trying to do the right job under extraordinarily difficult press and political circumstances. And now they want to get to the bottom of it. The very press that has covered up the real aspects of this Russia investigation, the very press that today is covering up Ukraine's interference in the election on behalf of Hillary Clinton and against Donald Trump, the very press that raises no objections to the manner in which Adam Schiff and the Democrats have hijacked the impeachment process and are conducting secret, secret hearings. That press is now on the attack against Attorney General Parr and U.S. Attorney John Dorham. I'm sure we'll be talking about this and much more in about 30 minutes on Fox on Hannity. You won't want to miss it. But the news is... Your United States Department of Justice has now opened a criminal inquiry, moving it from an administrator review into the Russia investigation. That means they're going to be interviewing, investigating people at the FBI, people at the CIA, people in other places at the highest levels under the criminal code and not just administratively. That is very, very important for people who care about the rule of law. And do not want the next election to be handled this way. And I might add, while we're at it, all this talk, all this talk where they're trying to say that Trump tried to interfere with the 2020 election with respect to Ukraine, the fact of the matter is it's looking us square in the face. The fact of the matter is that it is the Democrats in the House of Representatives who have bastardized the impeachment process hijack the impeachment process who are using your tax dollars the impeachment process and the house of representatives to interfere in the next election because they know damn well that the president of the united states will not be removed by the senate it's all about 2020 and damaging him i'll see you in a few minutes ladies and gentlemen we salute all our heroes see you at 9:30 eastern on fox be well